somewhere deep within the labyrinthine quarters of the vast Aquabear Legion compound, two individuals have a chance encounter. Oh. Oh, oh hey. Ian, you're still here. Uh, yeah. Well, it's just that the, the last time I saw you, you were falling through the moon door completely of your own free will. I, I thought you were dead. Nope. Huh. Well, we retconned the shit out of that one. Oh, that's cool. I didn't think that last episode was canon anyway. And that quarterback, number 19. Episode 7, Browns win, defeating the Raiders 23-13. to But also, since last we saw you, the Browns lost to the Jaguars, who hadn't won a game this year. We'll talk about the first thing, which is way more exciting, and a little bit about the other thing, which is sad and depressing. What Browns team do we have? You probably won't find out today, but we'll be joined by Ian Wolf, Moondor. Brian Wiebe. Party Lettuce. Chris Mullen. <laughs> Butt stuff. Hey. <laughs> and I'm your host, Brian Costco. Proud to be here on AquabearLegion.com, 6Bs and a P. Find us on Twitter at 6B1P on Facebook by searching 6Bs and a P. And as I mentioned, it's been two weeks. We had to take a bye ourselves. Busy time this time of year. The 6B and a P posse. The 6B and a P years. Um, but the Browns won. They beat the Raiders last week to improve to an unthinkable 4-3. and three. They won 23-13. to 13. I watched the game in San Francisco, California, in a bar with Kelly Lynch and a bunch of awesome people and almost ate free barbecue, but they were out by the time I got outside. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm far away from it. Yes. Uh, Moondor and butt stuff, they're synonymous, right? <laughs> <laughs> The Browns' offense, uh, no running game. None. That's it? That's all everybody has? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been looking rough the past two weeks. I think, uh, don't want to jump too far ahead, but losing old Alex Mack uh, is kind of hurting right now. Right, and they moved Greco from the center position, replacing him with uh, Ronald McDonald. <laughs> Who sucks, yeah. turns out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's much better at being a burger mascot. Um Hawkins looks good. Ryan Hoyer just kind of basically guiding the whole offense to the win here. Mm. Yep. Guys are really excited. I mean, I feel like if anything's been good the past two weeks, it's the defense. I feel like the turnovers set up the touchdowns. I feel like even Hoyer hasn't looked particularly good. Looked terrible against the Jags. You know, oh, he's gone off. Against the Jags is like all, all, all the things that you would hope wouldn't happen where like his uh, – inability to be super accurate came to the forefront. Right. Yes, and, I mean, it kind of went away a little bit against the Raiders, but, I mean, it was 19-28, 275 yards, which on its face is good, but he still didn't look particularly good. Right. 
Yeah, there were definitely some throws where it looked like the uh, wide receivers were playing defense, you know, like preventing interceptions. Yeah. Rather than having opportunities to catch and run. And obviously Mac kind of being gone throws off this whole offense, it seems, and the running game hasn't been the same the last couple weeks. There was no offense all across the board against the Jaguars. That was a big problem there, losing to the worst team in the league, arguably. Hoyer did enough, though, last week to kind of get a few drives going, set some things up. But, Brian, you mentioned the defense, I think. Uh, Gibson is is looking pretty incredible, having another big interception, and Hayden's playing better. The whole secondary. Yeah, they're looking much, much better. But, yeah, I'm going to temper that with saying they've looked much better against two rookie quarterbacks. So, Derek Carr and Blake Bortles, one of Sherry's favorite names. <laughs> uh, three sacks for Kruger on the defense as well. That was just in the Raiders game alone. Did you guys all see that game? Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. I watched it in a place, what was it called, Sherry? The Valley Pub? The Valley Tavern. The Valley Tavern in New Valley. I went to Oakland, and I was like, fuck you guys. Yeah, Sherry went to Oakland after we won. I went to go uh, down to the concert, and then Sherry went over to see some friends in Oakland. It was pretty cool. Um, Yeah, Sherry told Oakland to fuck off. (laughs) And then it tried to rob her. No, it didn't happen. Uh, Mingo! Yep. (laughs) He did something. He did a few things. I think that's a great way to sum it up. His name was called the fumble recovery was pretty big. Speaking of oh, fumble yeah. recoveries, I thought this was an interception when it happened. Whatever happened when Joe Hayden ended up with the football. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the ball just shot out of uh, Into his hands. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, I think that, that was a Dante Whitner hit. Hitner. Yep. <laughs> Who is your pick for Browns MVP so far, Ian? As seven weeks in, Browns MVP. I mean, even though the last two weeks he hasn't looked great, it has to be Hoyer. Ryan Hoyer. Nobody else on the offense has really stood out individually. The the running game has been great, but it's been, you know, the three-headed monster. The O-line until Alex Mack got hurt was great, but again, nobody individually standing out in the defense until these last two games. He's been a steaming pile of horse shit. So, in Brian Hoyer's or or Spencer Lanning. (laughs) (laughs) Spencer Lanning, a solid pick. Brian Wiebe. Well, I mean, I think just on individual performance and stats, I mean, Tashawn Gibson is leading the league in interceptions, and I think that's pretty amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's got five of them. Man. I think he's had every single Browns interception. I could be wrong about that. but That's incredible, and one of them was a pick six. Was it? Yeah, he ran one back a couple games ago. Sounds like a lottery game. <laughs> Time travel. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a giant fight going on outside my apartment right now. In real life? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if this was like, Bernie's coming around. or <laughs> There's actually screaming. Way to shatter the illusion. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and, and, and headquarters. Uh, uh, carry on. Uh, who's your pick for Browns MVP, Chris? Um, Weeby stole mine. I was gonna say Gibson too. Uh, he's the only one leading the league in anything good. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Pettin. 
Oh, yeah, Petten. He seems scary. How do you guys feel about Petten at this point, four and three, the seven games in? We're I'm good still so happy. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's good. Yeah, I mean, I mean that ultimately what it is is the fact that the Browns are even four and three on their own, even though they just lost a game to a really shitty team and looked good against a really shitty team. Sort of like is that? No, I, I think part of it is like I mean the game, the Jags game. I think is sort of what preseason we all worried we were going to see every game. Sure. And the fact that it's not. That's really only been one game in some quarters, you know. Yeah. So that to me feels like progress. Where many seasons, it's just like every quarter, always that game. You know? Right. Right. It's like sixteen games of that game. Yes. Um, I don't know who my MVP is. I've been impressed by Hoyer. I think even when he hasn't done well, he's still kind of stepped back up. He looked a little better last week. Gibson, obviously, is, you know, hard to deny, too. And I think Kruger's been pretty incredible, too. I don't know if stats, if you can find how many sacks he has on the year, but he has to be doing pretty well at this point. Spencer Lanning. <laughs> Spencer Lanning is what I meant to say. Speaking of special teams, great field goals. Billy Crudup or Cundiff, whatever your name is. <laughs> Crudup. Billy Crudup. An actor. Sure. And Billy Crudup, and now I think that's his name. How about no. Billy Crundiff? <laughs> Billy Crundiff. Good How about Billy Fundip? How about Billy Sunship? <laughs> I like Weeby. Jimmy Grundle? <laughs> Jimmy Grundle. Uh, speaking uh, of the Grundley, that was a nice bad segue. Is that good? <laughs> I liked it. Fingers oh. Travis Benjamin versus I'll catch every punt lettered. You left out an important word. Fair Fingers catch. catch. You're right. I'll catch every punt sounds a lot better. Hold on, let's try that again. Slippery Fingers Benjamin versus I'll fair catch every punt lettered. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hard hitting. This is the worst episode ever. <laughs> yeah, we gotta fix this. Jesus Christ, I made time in my <laughs> on here for like 20 minutes and this is what I get. Why don't we just start over without Ian? That was just the game analysis. It's really like seven minutes of recording. It's fine. <laughs> we're going to rally, guys. Okay. Paul Kruger, five cents in the year. We're just trying to be four and three ourselves here. So five yeah. for Kruger? Five for Kruger. He had uh, one Went in each of the first two games, and then nothing until this last game. That was it. He had a monster game, though. I mean, Derek, yeah. obviously the Raiders are pretty crappy. I, mean, I think you're understating it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, too, I think Kruger's had a lot of, you know, like he's hit the quarterback, and that's led to interceptions that weren't sacks and things like that. Right. Can we talk about what's wrong with the defense? Does anybody know? What exactly do you see? I mean, I think the secondary is improving. The secondary is improving, but the, the front seven is not stopping the run a lick. Yeah. I mean, the Everybody's defensive line is super injured. I think that could have something to do with it. Even when they were healthy, though, it, it wasn't a pretty picture. It definitely. 
Well, I mean, I don't know the answers because I don't really know football strategy, but it does just seem like the inability to stop the run, like you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, and, you know, being unable to stop the run, they have to put maybe eight guys in the box, which opens up the passing game, so it's kind of a a negative feedback loop if you're a Browns fan. Yeah. Which is kind of a good way to describe being a Browns fan. <laughs> it really is. And on top of that, all the injuries they've been facing this game, uh, specifically against the Raiders, Hunky Brown, Jordan Cameron out with a concussion. That oh, was man. obviously a fucking concussion. Hard work. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was no doubt about that. As soon as it happened, it's just like, yep, he's done for a bit. Yeah. And I was at this bar, and th- there was a guy there who was not a Browns fan, but he had played the Cleveland Browns defense in his fantasy league. And so uh-huh. he cheered along with us, yelling Cleefence. <laughs> I think he did pretty well. And his rationale to the like sad truth of like the Raiders fan a few seats down was, well, I figured they were playing the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a good call. Uh, Hughes out out for the season, right? Yeah, and uh, isn't uh, one of the other down linemen out for the year, right? Phil Taylor? Phil Taylor, yeah. Yeah. Like a tab of Ruben's hurt? He yeah, was dying last game. Yeah. Is he? Ruben, is, Ruben played the last game. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, they just were pretty thin. You're getting into, like, third and fourth guys starting, and that's no good. Getting into the other cues. Oh, you know, what? Armonte Bryant's out for the season, oh, too. Harvard man, right? No, that's Des Bryant. No, that's, that's Tom. Or Desmond Bryant. We'd no. love to have you on the show. As I mentioned also too earlier, we were all talking about it. Alex Mack out, of course, for I think the year and obviously the impact of him on that O-line not being there has really just totally threw the whole Browns offense into disarray. But whatever, they won. I mean, isn't that ultimately it's 4-3, and three, it's not a pretty win. Who cares? We're 4-3. and three. We're going to be playing the Bucks next weekend who suck and just traded a few more of their good players. And we're all going to be there, which is going to be awesome. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Four and three, yes, but I I hate to say it, but I think maybe trending downward. Well, you know. um, I'm sorry, go ahead. We only had four wins last season, right? Yeah, we we hit that. Yeah. I I, I don't know. The, the, The Raiders game was obviously better than the Jaguars game because they won. But there were a lot of the same problems. I think when Alex Mack went down in the Pittsburgh game, <coughs> it already established a sort of rhythm, a certain play-calling style, and that's what allowed the uh, continued success of the running game when they had to make that switch. But the last two games, like, this entire offense keys off of the running game, and if they can't run the ball, there's just going to be a whole mess of trouble coming ahead. Yeah. Well, maybe somebody will step up. I have read that... Uh... They might try Greco back at center, and then this guy Vinston Painter on the line, who looks like a huge badass. So, kind of rooting for that to happen. Vincent Painter, we'd love to have you on the show. Uh, I want to go live right now to our next segment. All guests on six B one P via the Pierogi Mountain Fresh Steak Hotline. Pierogi Mountain, that shit tastes good. It tastes good. Uh, you can find him in Columbus at Wylands down at Cafe Bourbon Street. You can find him on Facebook. Matt Majeski's fucking texting me right now. That's where you can find it. He's going to push shit out, he says. 
and he's going to try to come up to the beach house and hang out. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Maybe. Then you'll get some pierogi. I'll get him to bring some, and we'll eat them. Booyah. Pierogi Mountain, the freshest takes. Go to Bourbon Street. They're delicious. We're going to go live in studio Broken Bandwagon. Always one of my favorite segments here on 6Bs and a P. Brian Wiebe. Hey, um, I was just going to tell a story about that happened right after the end of watching the game this past week. Uh, I was at this, you know, bar and grill kind of place and watching with a group of people and uh, some of the people are um, some guys Michelle works with and they're like, you know, we're rooting with us for the Browns but they're in favor of the Seahawks and the Lions and we're wearing shirts that showed that allegiance. And some old guy sitting by himself at the table next to us, I hadn't even, didn't even know he was there, right as the Browns game ended, turns to the guy who's wearing a Lions jersey and is like, wow, that's kind of a poor showing against the Raiders. Uh, what's their record? And the guy, Nick, just points at his Lions jersey and shrugged. And he, the guy kind of kept talking. And so I turn and see he's wearing an Eagles jersey. And then I turn to the other TV in this sports bar with like a million TVs and see the Eagles are losing. And so I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, <laughs> you're wearing, your team's losing and you're talking shit about a team that just won. You know? And of course, this isn't exactly how it came out because nothing makes quite as much sense in situations like those. You, know? you don't say the coolest thing you want to say. But I did get in some good ones here. So I said that to him and he's like, well... <sighs> the Cardinals are 6-1. and one. And I was just like, I think it's pretty weird that you, a guy sitting by yourself, is saying negative things to a table full of people. And he's like, oh, I wasn't saying negative things. You guys were about my team. <laughs> and, like, we, we were talking about fantasy football. You know, like, nothing other than that could have been said about his team. So I was like, and then he said, I was just trying to start a nice conversation. And I go, well, I don't want to talk to you. And I turn around and start talking to him. And then, granted, this is what was going on in his game that he was watching. The Eagles were down by, like, four and driving the ball with, like, a minute left. He gets up, grabs a waitress, pays, and leaves. And I was just like, what is wrong with you, man? Like, I don't know. It was just the strangest thing. And I don't know. That's my that's my broken bandwagon. Did you follow him into a dark alley? Oh, uh, you know, I can't really go into that here. Not a liberty. <laughs> no, awesome. I mean, I didn't. I just continued sitting there and enjoying myself. I just it was very strange. Sounds to me like you ruined that man's day. <laughs> I think he ruined his own day. Hashtag real talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but, you know, you broken bandwagon. I guess I do have another point there, though. It's okay, like, hold on, broken bandwagon coming back at you. Coming back, you know, like a lot. I if I maybe had been in my clearest head, I would have been like, "Hey, man, I've got four eagles on my fantasy team. I think they're pretty good. I wasn't talking about your shit at all. Couldn't care less. What are you doing? Yeah, that guy sucks. Fuck that guy." Yeah, and like, Love who your on the team show. is the Eagles? <laughs> if I were an Eagles fan and I saw a Browns fan, I'd probably be like, "Sorry, dude." 
I watched the game next to um, a Steelers fan. With a, with, with a Steelers fan who is with a friend of ours who's a Browns fan, and we stayed at their house. House divided. Uh-oh. There was a Jaguars fan. The city's crazy, guys. Everybody, Dolphins, I saw, and then, of course, Niners and Raiders. Um, it was crazy. But um, the Steelers were just destroying the Colts on the TV right next to the Browns. And, like, it was like, Roethlisberger, 52 touchdowns. And she was just like, Totally amped, as I would be. Mm-hmm. He's the rapist. Just they do look like uh, bumblebees, though. Yeah, what's up with those shitty uniforms? Mm-hmm. That All could right. be a good segue. <laughs> yeah, that is actually a good segue. Ian will come to you in one second. Oh, that's fine. I'm busy. <laughs> what are you doing? Don't worry about it. Just do your thing. Okay, fine. Uh, the Browns, according to Fox News, Fox, yeah, Fox News, right? Um, Fox Sports here rank last in uniform rankings, according to this internet thing. There's a link out for waiting for next year. We'll try to post it from our Facebook and Twitter. Basically, the they, they rank the Browns as having the worst uniforms. Hmm. What do you guys think about that? I think that's bullshit. I say fuck Figure that be our viewpoint. I got to say, uh, in complete full honesty, as a kid, I didn't like the Browns, but I watched football, and I thought their uniforms were really stupid as a kid. I got to say, in complete and full honesty, fuck you, Brian Weeby. <laughs> like, I thought, you know, the Florida Marlins old teal hats were, like, the coolest thing in the world back then. Oh, that was I, I was an idiot. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Although those old Marlins hats are much better than the fucking Miami Marlins uniforms. Mm. Yeah. Jaguars have some terrible uniforms. The Jaguars are the ones like the the half I don't gold lame, half black helmets. The gradient matte shit. Yeah. No, here and here's the other thing. I think there's I first of all, obviously I'm biased, but I think even looking at it try trying to look at it objectively. There's got to be several teams. That, there's some teams that... Who do you think has the worst uniforms, Chris Pullen? I think the Jags do. Yeah, they're pretty awful. All the versions. I'd say the Jags, Buccaneers, or the Bumblebee Steelers uniforms. Uh, I kind of like the Bumblebee ones, actually. <laughs> you would. You yeah. would. Okay. Which one do you think? <laughs> what do I think's the worst? Yeah. Ravens. Mm. Those are terrible, too. The Jaguars, they're the fucking worst. (laughs) What's your favorite, Chris? Besides the Browns. I I would have to have a list in front of me. (laughs) Nothing comes to mind, really. Uh, I guess I'd say the Browns, but I'm not going to lie. The the Seahawks redone jerseys are kind of cool, right? Yeah, we saw a few of those in the airports. I mean, they look, like, futuristic, but not super ugly, like uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ones, or the... Jacksonville's kind of, like, a terrible future-looking uniform. Yeah, the Cardinals aren't very good, either. They're super future-y. Mm. I don't know if I've seen their future uniforms. Yeah, they're kind of weird, just, like, pointy numbers and shit. I don't like it. Mm. What's your favorite? Anybody else? I'd say the Browns now, for sure. Other than Browns, it'd be Patriots, but of course the Browns. Patriots, interesting choice. Sherry, do you have a favorite? I like the old Giants helmet. Not oh, yeah. Not the one that they used, but the one that said, the like, Giants. Giants. Yeah. That was a helmet. 
Have you guys seen the throwback? They play usually once a year in the throwback Packers jersey, like Acme Packers, mustard and like blue. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I like that one. I thought of another one I liked. Yes. Um, the Bills kind of throwback ones with the red buffalo. Ooh, that's a good helmet on the white. Yeah. On that note, let's send it over to Pike. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh. I forgot I wanted to quote. This is a quote from the Fox Sports article. They had like a little paragraph about each team, you know, in their uniforms. And it says, this team hasn't won anything in decades, yet this uniform is out there every Sunday. Granted, you can't do a lot with Brown, but it's hard to give a team named after a surname a helmet logo. But this has been the ugliest thing going on in sports for decades. Fuck you, Fox. Yeah, fuck them. I mean, hold on, hold on, hold on, Sherry. There's an article in Comcast Sports that has a completely different ranking of uniforms. It puts the Browns at number 16. Oh, okay. Just in front of the Dallas Cowboys and just behind the Detroit Lions. So I, I don't think that that article holds any water. Fuck you, dude, who wrote that article. You're stupid. I want to know what number one is in both of these lists. It's a slideshow, and I have an iPad. so it's We're getting there, Ian. You want to know what? Sports reporter is a big enough jackass to spend enough time ranking uniforms. <laughs> nice. People do that, Chris. They love the uniforms and shoe okay. game. Ugliest thing in sports for decades? I mean, that's just dumb. You're dumb. You're dumb. I did, guys. Was very excited. Sherry, do you remember when I introduced to our uh, hosts in San Francisco, uh, one of whom grew up in Cleveland and still loves the Browns, I told them about how Bernie's daughter was a porn star, and we all read the Twitter together. For a minute. <laughs> wow. Surprising. Surprising. Uh, they rank the Raiders uniform as the best. I think the Raiders uniform is trashy. You heard it here first. We beat you trashy assholes. <laughs> Cue up that pie corner music. Who wants to sing this week? Get you some pie. <laughs> I thought it was hot and nice. It's hot and it's nice. <laughs> I don't know if it, I don't know. Every every week the pie corner theme gets sung. I'm surprised, even though it's the same thing every week. I just can't remember how the fuck it goes. That's exactly. It's like a reverse earworm. I heard that uh, the Bee Gees song that it's based off of. Whoa, 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 whoa! What do you mean? What's this? At a rest area in Pennsylvania a week ago, and it made me so happy because I'd never known that song before. Just jive talking. Did anyone eat pie? <laughs> oh, Did anybody eat pie? Is this week's pie corner? It's been a long time. Really? Yeah. Meat pie? I ate some pie right after the Browns beat the Raiders. Did you? In Oakland. Oh, suck it, Raiders! You weed pie, East Bay? No, it was apple pie with ice cream. Traditional. That's I had a nice big pizza pie. Hey, did you order pizza? I ordered a nice big pizza pie. Yeah, high five to Sherry, wife of the week. Not, I didn't order a pizza pie. I ordered a bacon cheese stick. And a cookie pie. Wow! You heard it here first. I'm excited. 
Sounds pretty good. Whatever. Let's send it over to Leroy Kelly. Sing it, Leroy. Hi, I'm Leroy Kelly, formerly of the Cleveland Browns, and I'm listening to Six Peas in a Pie. (laughs) Something like that. Was that the pie corner? (laughs) My one segment just totally got derailed. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we can bring it back. We'll come back to pie corner. We're back. Pie corner. (laughs) Pie corner is dead. No, it's not. Let's just hear. Here's an exciting pie story. Why don't we, Ian, just start talking now while I edit it in. Yeah, I got nothing, actually. <laughs> that was going to be... Ah, come on! <laughs> we, like, tried to save it, I thought. The I, only thing that says, what's this week? Give me give me two seconds, because I did literally no work, and then I have to go. Oh, God, all right. We'll check back in. Yeah. Pie Corner get deleted? No, the other Pie Corner stays. We'll get Pie Corner 2 from old Nimrod over there before he leaves. <laughs> Dipshit over here. Oh, dipshit noodle pants. All right, here we go. Pie corner number two. Pie corner. Come get you some pie. It's pie corner. It's hot and it's nice. <laughs> I didn't know that was jive talking until like two minutes ago. You're a dumbass. <laughs> I mean, nobody's going to ever dispute that. Two things. But actually, Right, Ian, and I'd like to make this point that, for the record, legally, that is not jive talking. I don't even, corner. Jive, jive what? I don't even know what that is. Exactly. All right, so we're going, we're, going, we're doubling down on pie corner because we didn't do an episode last week. Uh, favorite kind of pie in Jacksonville, Florida? Anyone? Have a guess. Key lime. No. Lemonade pie. No. Coconut. No. Cheesecake. No, fucking humble pie. God damn. Oh, wait, why? Because the Browns lost to the Jack. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> All right. It's like the Jags ate humble pie, but they won. No, the Browns ate it while they were there. Yeah. Mm. Lemon meringue. All right. Pie, uh, so let's, let's bring Pie Corner up to date now. Let's get that theme song again. Pie Corner, come and get you some pie. In my tireless research for this week's Pie Corner, I did discover that uh, pie shops in Oakland, California, do enjoy, I guess, puns, we'll call them. Okay. Uh, There is the Pie-tisserie. Ooh, and these are all pie shops in Oakland. These are pie shops in Oakland. There's the Pie Hole, the home of Oakland's sweet and savory pies, so you can't get one or the other... I think it was just those two. Hmm. Okay. Pie we saw a pie shop, didn't we? In San Francisco, yes. Tiny pies. Send it over to Leroy <laughs> Kelly. Didn't we just do that? We did it again. Pie Corner 2, bitches. <laughs> I gotta go. Bye. Bye, Ian. Great having you on the show. <clears throat> All soldier on. Go Browns. Go, go Browns. Browns. We'll see you in Cleveland. That's right. Six B's and a P will be at the game next week. It'll be great. It's going to be great. We're going to try to record some stuff. We'll all be partying the night before for my birthday. How old are you going to be? 32. Yours? Old. Huh. Yeah. And the Browns are... Sorry. The Cavs are playing that night, too, Saturday night. Brown. Let's spend $700 on those tickets. Sherry knows someone who got some. They won the lottery. Holy crap. Courtside with Beyonce and uh, the Jigga.
Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, plugs. Look it up. Bye. Bye, Ian. Next segment. Ian's gone. Let's talk about Ian. No, I'm just kidding. Ian is out. He's out. Who's new the new Ian? Bernie. We like to try to cover more than just the current Browns on this show. You know, we try to hit all the aspects of Browns culture. And, of course, I mean, just really anything, honestly, that comes across our minds. But several Browns players, uh, former players, and not just any former players, but quarterbacks, Mm. were on the national media and showing up playing on national TV this weekend. In the crappiest game ever, Tony Romo gets hurt. And who comes in but Brandon Whedon? Yikes. Ooh, yeah, he is terrible. Ian's not here, so I'm going to have to have somebody else get the stats. But he faces Colt McCoy, who apparently is starting for the Redskins currently. That's really going to happen, huh? No, it happened already <laughs> on Uh-oh. Brady Quinn's birthday. That, oh, yes, yes. And, That's fucked up. And Colt McCoy won, right? He sure did. Brandon Whedon's terrible. Uh, and it looks like he might even play next weekend, too, but Colt McCoy probably will not. Looks like RG3 is coming back. That would be the best Browns movie <laughs> since the one that came out last year. <laughs> Brady Quinn's birthday. Brady Quinn doesn't hate hear this name around here very much anymore. We'd love to have him on the show. They could call it Quinn Day. <laughs> I read an article. I think, or like, here, listen to me. That's where I'm at. I I changed the word tweet to an article. <laughs> America. I read a tweet that said, well, there's two I read that were about this game. One was that back in 2012, the Browns had Colt McCoy and wanted to draft RG3, and in 2014, the Redskins have RG3, and everybody wants Colt McCoy. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Somebody brought up that he definitely will earn himself several millions of dollars in a few years based on just that game. Well, I mean, here's the crazy thing, though. You said somebody get on stats, so I did it. In the Washington game, Brandon Whedon had a quarterback rating of 145.1. Whoa! (laughs) He did, however, fumble, but it was not a lost fumble. He got it back. Yep. So two ex Browns playing uh, you know, at the top of the quarterback game this past week. That's Lights nuts. Out. I had no idea. Forty-five. That's crazy to me. Yes. Well, I mean, it was a very short. He was four of six passing, and he threw a touchdown. So not a big sample size. Right. Out of those two, who are you picking, Chris Pullen? Like, just a, who are you, who do you want on your football team if you have to decide between those two guys? Oh, God, I would rather just disband the team. <laughs> <laughs> the team breaks up. Sherry Oliver. Oh, no, no, let's change it. It should be uh, Fuck, Mary Kill. Fuck, Mary Kill. Yeah, let's do it. Ryan Weeby, Fuck, Mary Kill, Brandon Whedon, Colt McCoy, Brady Quinn. I would fuck Brady Quinn. Of course. Come on, he's dreamy. I'd fuck Colt McCoy. Ooh. Hey, let him okay, I think I'd kill Colt McCoy and marry Brandon Whedon. Oh, he is tender. Chris Pullen. <laughs> I don't know. I would kill them all and fuck the corpses. Wow. Cherry? I agree with Brian Weeby. I don't think that there's another right answer. Uh, probably not. Who is Sparrow Didis? And I say that 
Not knowing who the fuck that is myself. Who the fuck is Spiro Ditas? That's in the outline. He was the play-by-play commentator for the game. Goof. That's where we're at. Yeah. I haven't... Uh, I couldn't hear the game because of where I was at, but he looks like a real D-bag. He was a real D-bag, and I tell you what, he loved him some Derek Carr. Mm. Yeah, he was talking about Derek Carr buns. Yeah, we didn't have the game on the whole time uh, where I was watching it, the audio, but eventually they put it on. It was cool because I actually got to watch the Browns at 1 o'clock. I was in San Francisco because the game was on at 4.30. I watched it at 1.30. I want to actually get some of these San Francisco folks who are Browns fans on at some point to talk about what it's like to normally wake up at 10 a.m. to go watch the Browns because I think that's interesting. But I watched them at 1, and one of the weird things about it was we didn't have the game audio the whole time. It was at a bar that was playing a lot of different games. It was still pretty cool. It's not weird. Do you think that's weird? But we got it because it was the Raiders, and we were there, and they lost, and they could eat my butt. Cherry ate pie there. Was it butt pie? Butt pie. <laughs> I have to be honest with you guys. While I'm talking to you all, I am seeing what kind of anagram I can make out of Spiroditas. <laughs> hmm. Is it repo seeds? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty close. Repo seeds is pretty funny. I'm looking for something with speed. How about speed rose? Makeup, apparently. I noticed that, too. Eyeshadow, eyeliner, what's going on? Uh, we... That was actually the Green Day lead singer, Billy Joe. <laughs> Billy <laughs> Joe Carter. <laughs> they didn't love him. They did. Like, that was what, another thing. I noticed, Guys, I noticed that. What game was it? Jake Locker. Uh, I know he, he ended up getting hurt that game, but I brought it up on that episode that I thought it was really funny that, for the, especially the first half before it got really bad for the Titans, that all of these announcers were like, Jake Locker's the shit, and I feel like I must have missed the announcement that he wasn't terrible. And same goes for Derek Carr. He's like a crappy rookie out of ON16. These guys were going nuts. Yeah. And Blake Bortles is the next Ben Roethlisberger, so he's going to rate people and win Super Bowls. <laughs> Humble uniforms. LeBron James. Skinny. <laughs> And he's just the savior that Cleveland needs, apparently. That's what we have here. That Joe was Hayden, a, another Spiro Ditas line. Mm. Joe Hayden told LeBron when he signed that he was really happy he was in Cleveland, but that the Browns were going to win a championship before the Cavs. Mm. That's a well, he state. better get on it. Yeah. Work harder, Sp- Hayden. <laughs> Speaking of, you might possibly be like, Hey, what's worse than a Sparrow Ditas? Like, who the fuck is that guy? That doesn't sound like a real name. He said some dumb shit. Don't worry, everybody. You get the Wisdom of Solomon, which is a segment we are very familiar with as Browns fans. The Solomon stupid. Wilcox. <laughs> yeah, the stupidest fucking bullshit ever. Have you ever just been like, I want to enjoy a football game, but I need the worst fucking analysis possible. <laughs> Go check out the Wisdom of Solomon. As Solomon Wilcots, who has a basic understanding of anything. Well, here's a quite quick sidebar. I have always, even if I don't have a stake in the game, found 90 to 95% of football announcers to be the dumbest people in the world. Pretty yeah. At least Madden was, like, entertaining in his dumbness. Yeah. I think every I think every year there's a guy with some character, and I think Gruden's kind of taken on that. You know, he's an ex-coach. He doesn't piss me off. I, I actually enjoy listening to him. 
call a game. It's pretty good. Brian, I posted a good Gruden onion thing on your Yeah, <laughs> that was amazing. During the actual Wisdom of Solomon segment, uh, that is a direct quote. The Browns have to play better. <laughs> Great wisdom, Solomon. And real fast, too, if anybody new to this podcast has actually made it this far into it, <laughs> I want to say that I think this has been a recurring thing in this podcast. That it's something that I'm glad we talk about for the four or five people. Dave, for Dave, who's listening, and maybe someone randomly who left this on. I think it's important to bring up that, you know, However many NFL games... Is it interesting? There's an interesting pattern that has to develop. There's so many NFL games going on, right? And they assign these teams of announcers to, you know, announce the game. And obviously the Browns and the Raiders is not going to be your top-notch guys, right? No, no. Of course, yeah. And Solomon Wilcox. So are we saying that uh, Spiro Didis and Solomon Wilcox are the... Browns and Raiders of announcing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's what we are. You know, they're like, oh, Rich Gannon, why don't you hang out with Spiroditas for one? He's like, Spiroditas, Rich Gannon here. We're going to together, and I'm going to fucking blow fucking wind out my ass and incorrect facts. I remember that guy would literally tell you the wrong yard line that they were on. 45. It's Steve Burline. It's all these fucking people that were Tech Mobile quarterbacks on the team. <laughs> And, you know, it seems like a lot of those guys were, like, backup Cowboys. Like, why yeah, right, bro, Dallas Cowboys quarterback? Like, Tony Romo, we're going to be stuck with that man the rest of our lives if we continue watching football. Right. He's going to be around Probably forever. Brandon Whedon, too, because Steve Berline was Troy Aikman's backup, and that's what he still is on TV. At one point, you know, I remember thinking, Brandon Whedon's back. Oh, my God. I think he's going to actually play next week. Brandon, we'd love to have you on the show. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to take a quick break and come back, wrap up this episode, talk about next week. we got some good tweets of the week. Uh, I'm going to send it off to something. Go Browns!
Hi, this is Ernest Viner, former Browns player. You're listening to Six B's and a P on AquaBearLegion.com. <laughs> Sonic break. So, moving right along, yes. we're four and three. Is eight and eight still possible? Are the yes. playoffs still possible? I think so. Let's see who they got on the schedule. I'll bring that up. Do you think this team can go to the playoffs, Brian? You know, I think it's far better chances than any other Brown season I've watched. Gorman coming back. Yeah, that's going to be big. I mean, okay, we got the Buccaneers, right? That's what we're going to go see. That's going to be awesome. We surely can beat the Buccaneers. You know, it is a, a distinct possibility. Then we come back Thursday night against the Bengals on the 6th, short break. And that's always tough, but we usually, I feel like we can go at least one and one with the Bengals, and we play them two more times. All right, so we'll say that we win one of those. What about the Texans, week 11? Home. Uh, I think we got a shot there, too, but I don't know. Maybe J.J. Watt will, like, ride out and kill Brian Hoyer and then play an 80s movie villain. Johnny Manziel. Yes. Although I bet I could see J.J. Watt and Johnny, Jonathan Q. Football hanging out in like an 80s movie. I mean, what do they essentially need? They probably need to get 10 wins. I would say they definitely get in. So they'd have to win six more games. And I think they can beat the Buccaneers. They can get one from the Bengals. they probably beat the Bills, maybe. Yeah. Panthers. The Panthers, yeah. I would also say the Falcons are doing pretty bad this year. They're pretty terrible. We're going to lose to the Colts probably and one to the Bengals, probably to the Ravens, but if the season's on the line in the last week of the year, they could beat the Ravens. Yeah, and we nearly, I mean, it sucks that it's at Baltimore, but, I mean, we nearly beat those fuckers, so. That would be number six. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I could see it going any number of ways, really. I mean, it, this could be it. We've seen that happen. But I really hope they keep the train rolling. Ugly win, but we'll take it. I think they're going to win next week. and be 5-3. and three. And remember, Gordon comes back at some point. That will help. Some of those tougher games. I think they can, you know, I definitely think they can go 8-8. Eight and eight. You know, I think that's possible. But playoffs. Playoffs! We'll have to see there. I guess also, here's the thing. Is 8-8 eight and eight the best thing either... Of the two of you, can really truly imagine? They can go on a run. If they can win next week, and then if by some way, you know, they can pull a win somewhere, like they're going to be going against the Texans at home on 10 days rest. Mm -hmm. They can win that game. Yeah, that's true. They beat the Bengals before, you know, like if they beat the Bengals before that, that's crazy. I mean, if they could tear off. A couple wins here, they could end up being seven and three or six and three, and I think that does something for their morale. Going into Falcons Bills, come on, these are all—that's the thing. Like they're all winnable games, honestly. Just mm -hmm. depends on which Brown team shows up. What do you think, Chris? Uh, I don't know. I I think eight and eight is is uh, a fair goal to shoot for. Mm -hmm. I think anything better than that. Um, is a bonus. I think we could, you know, there's always a chance, right? There's always a possibility, but it seems highly unlikely to me. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and I think, you know, this was an ugly win to talk about the comparison. This was an ugly win just like 
Jacksonville was an ugly loss, but hell yeah, I would take it. And I hope we get a few in the division like that too. I don't think it matters. The Browns just have to get it how it comes. And speaking of that too, A.J. Hawkins, we brought him up earlier. You know what was funny? That's actually a segue there where I say speaking of that, but neither thing has to do with it. <laughs> and you call uh, Andrew Hawkins A.J. Hawkins. <laughs> All right. Well, perfect. That's perfect then. Let's call him Andre Hawkins. What's his name? Andrew. <laughs> Sorry guys, a lot of I'm getting bad stuff in my ear actually. I think ear. he prefers Drew. Drew Hawkins. <laughs> I'm heavy on the show. Drew Drews. Doctor Drew Dre. What's in your ear? Um, people are talking. I always hear. I actually I always hear Mike from Mike and Mike say that on the radio when I listen in the morning. He's like, people, lots of people are talking in my ear, and I'm like, that makes you sound like you're crazy. <laughs> uh, Hawkins. Stupid son, like uh, was on the internet. Mm-hmm. He said to here. I'm gonna say here that it says stupid son of the outline. I didn't write that. I don't know. If, I think <laughs> I feel the way. Child doesn't mean he's stupid. Sherry's right. Voice of reason from the couch. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Hawkins asks his kid who his favorite player is, and of course he used to play for the Bengals. And his son answers. Not his dad or any Browns or anything like that, but A.J. Green. And the next scene is Andrew Hawkins' son out on the front porch with some luggage in his hand. (laughs) And our man says, good luck, and shuts the door. It's amazing. I do think the Browns, I mean, granted, maybe every football team. This is an interesting question. I feel like the Browns have had a great uh, social media presence as, you know, we've got a tweet of the week. And on top of that, you know, there was them dancing after the come from behind win. And now Andrew, Dr. Drew Dre Hawkins, uh, with this hilarious video. Do other teams have as good of a social media presence as the Browns? Are we winning the war of the future? If not, we are until further notice. Yeah, let's let's keep a watch on the social media because I mean, I saw the social network and that's the the way of things. Seems like things are going that way. <laughs> Drove through Google myself this past week. Yes. Speaking of social media, America, it's time for the tweet of the week. Brian Weeby. It's the tweet of the week. This one's from Kevin Jones at Mister Underscore Kevin Jones. It was retweeted by Dogs by Nature. The Buccaneers, who are one and six, are ranked thirty-second in total offense. And 32nd in total defense. The worst team in football. Hmm. And so we got them in this next game. But you yeah. know who they beat, right? Who'd they beat? The Steelers. Eat our butts. Eat our butts. Ian would want it that way. One more tweet from one of my favorite people, Dante Hittner. Aunt Dante Whitner. Switching Lunch it up on us. Huh? That is a uh, that's a mind bender. Yeah. His name is his nickname, it's and at that time is his real name. <laughs> that's at Dante Whitner, which is his name, as Brian brought up. But his name is listed as Dante Hitner, which is the name he didn't change his name to. Exactly. <laughs> Says, lunch anyone? I'm downtown. <laughs> Sunglass smiley face. Shit. Maybe he'll do that Saturday night and we can go find him. Boom. Beach house. Drinks Dante Hittner the night before the game. 
6B1P Posse got a little too crunculated with Dante Hittner. Maybe we can find Best. Does he still live in Cleveland? Mm. Good question. Does he not play for the Browns? He does I, not play for the Browns. He got busted with weed a couple times and then tackled someone at an airport. Well, naked. Well, was he naked? <laughs> not at the airport. I wanted him to be. <laughs> but in numerous yeah. uh, social media Instagrams, he was naked. Nice. Hashtag jaw life, hashtag job owners. Maybe not full naked, but showing a little top butt. Little top butt, little round the corner. <laughs> so, as we mentioned earlier, we just kind of want to close with this. Um, we're going to be at the Buccaneers game next week. Very excited to be spending my birthday with all of you guys. Uh, going to the game, Randy's coming. Whoa, now. Dave Obenauer of Famous of the Silver Linings Playbook. Famous Dave. <laughs> Dave Obenauer. Oh, we like to call him Flavor David. Ah. Flavor David. That's good. Dave, we'd love to have you back on the show. It's been a few weeks. He tastes like silver lining. Ian Wolf, former friend of the show. <laughs> Ian is out. Out. Haley Hansen. Be with him, though. She's in the house. Whoop, whoop. Michelle Naw. And then you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Matt Majeski might be popping up with some pierogies at the beach house. Pierogi. That sounds like a Dr. Dre lyric. <laughs> Matt Majeski with pierogies at the beach house. <laughs> That's so good. Oh. Pretty good. So what are we going to do next week at the game? What do you guys expect? We're playing the worst team in the league. Chris. Browns win 42 to nothing. Browns Hell win! Yeah. Brian Wavy. We're there, I agree. But unfortunately, I can't get super crunk because I'm driving seven hours afterwards. <laughs> Seven-hour DV, Sherry Oliver. <laughs> Waves her hand, no, I'll speak for her. Go Browns, 300 to 2. <laughs> um, no, I do hope they win. I think it's going to be very telling, obviously, of the season. But I think they'll win, man. And we're going to be at the game. We'll be live tweeting. We'll try to do that, right? Mm, sure. Not Chris Poland. He hates that shit. Well, that is a strong word. Twitter, we'd love to have you on the show. You can find us on Twitter at 6B1P. Brian Weeby, Bucks. Uh, we beat the hell out of them until they're dead. There you go. Till they're dead. I think we're going to win. I do. Tampa Donnie style. <laughs> I don't. I feel like Tampa Donnie's had a negative effect on you, Weeps. I uh, well, I felt truly ashamed of of uh, the Tampa Donnie experience. He's a, he's a bad. Did you really? I like. Did you listen to it? I did not listen to it. I refused to. I felt like it would have been a bad thing to do, like watching a rated R movie when you're five years old. Agreed. I mean, but you just threw that at America. Mm. You were. I mean, Tampanani's his own man. He stands his ground. Can we unthrow it? <laughs> no. It's on uh, the internet, man. It's there forever. Tampanani, maybe we'll see you up there. I think the Browns are going to win. I'm looking forward to a beautiful day at the stadium. I think I think this this is it. If they win this one, it sets them in a better position for Bengals and Texans. And I just, I'd like to see the running game get going. Hoyer bringing it together. Some good defense. And we're planning on doing some pretty good on-location stuff. I know we'll be recording the night before, so next week's episode will even have some pre-game stuff, I imagine. 
and we'll be down at the stadium. You know, who knows what'll happen. It'll be a mess. <laughs> It'll definitely be a mess. That much we know for sure. I want to thank you guys for coming on this week. You're it's welcome. Been fun as always. Yeah, thank you. Sherry was and here earlier as well. All guests view the Pierogi Mountain Fresh Take Hot Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Find us. Your one source of course, AquaRealGen.com. Wait, can we talk about that real quick? <laughs> no, not. We're on iTunes and Stitcher. Find us on Facebook, on Twitter. Go Browns, we'd love to hear from you all. Talk to us about the Browns. Talk to us about whatever. Go Browns! Hot fucks! <laughs>